join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash comics for fun and profit. Why you ask? Well, because we are on episode 700 and something, and we've been cranking these out for a decade for you. So, hey, support us. Give us, throw us a shekel or two. Toss a buck our way. Toss three bucks our way. Um, toss five or ten. You know, your choice. You can um, support us at any level, and that level gets you in our Slack channel. You get to be a part of our daily conversations that extend beyond our weekly podcast. You get entered into contests. We've given away multiple 9.8 slabbed comics over the years. Um, we enjoy providing early access to our various episodes. We have exclusive access to shows that never see the light of day elsewhere. Video shows, review shows, exclusive episodes just for our patrons. Access to Drew's Comic Pop Project. Really a, more of a curse and a burden for patrons, but um, you get to see uh, my fledgling attempts at making comics, uh, panel pages, process stuff. Even signed and remark original prints if you if you want you know i can hook you up with that sort of thing so there's tons of reasons to join patreon if you want if you like what we're doing and you want to help us out server costs ain't cheap kyle and i've been doing this like i said for 10 years we love it but we could always use um a little motivation a little something a little what our whistle a little something to to give us a taste join our patreon patreon.com slash comics fun profit Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This comes with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 722 for comics originally releasing April the 5th and April the 6th. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops, Drew, after 20 to 30 odd years of waiting, you got a Moon Knight show and all kinds of other cool stuff. But what do you want to start with about the world of comics? Well, I mean... Got I got my first episode of Moon Knight. Yeah, uh, it was interesting. Definitely a not a, not an origin. No, uh, we're just gonna just kind of slow rolling into it. I mean, I enjoyed it. How uh, much Steven did you think we'd get in this series? Uh, I did not realize we'd do this much. Spend this much time <laughs> with him. Um, you know, we got a, a little bit of Moon Knight and mm -hmm. a whole lot of Stephen Grant and. Um, we're going to play the multiple personalities card right off the bat. We probably kind of should have guessed that if we didn't know from the trailers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, good stuff. I enjoyed it. Um, five more. Better get. Let's get moving. Do you think we kind of uh, said kind of almost a goodbye to Stephen Grant, and that was just kind of a, a soft intro to it? Like his leg, leg when he, yeah, but maybe he's when not he going to make another appearance. Take over, then we kind. I don't know. He's he's a fun character, so I, mm -hmm. I, I I got a feeling we'll touch base on him. I'm curious what kind of cameos we're going to get. Yeah, you know, because uh, we got absolutely nothing this time. So, yeah. And, and at what point do we get the the White Widow cameo appearance, mm -hmm. um, or Kingpin drop in or whatever that. I'm interested yeah. in when when that happens, and then I thought Ethan Hawke did a good job so far. I love the voice of Conchu. Yeah, yeah, that, I liked I like that actor. So that mm -hmm. he did a good job there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, again, I, 
six six episodes just isn't enough. But Mm-mm. okay, we'll we'll go with it. Tell your story. <laughs> See if we get a hope. Maybe we'll get a second one. I hope so. There you go. Yeah. And then we got some uh, news that they're going to push the Obi Wan show back two days, but they're going to give us two episodes at launch instead of one. So okay, a double edged sword there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we're going back to Fridays for Obi Wan instead of Wednesdays. Okay. When is it supposed to launch? Oh, you asked me that question too quick, and now I can't remember. All right. No big deal. We will move on. Um, the much maligned DC Round Robin Tournament, March Madness. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. They forgot they tied in with March Madness. I think it was tied in with March Madness. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was here. still March when they dropped this. Uh, mm-hmm. But now it's April 1st. And um, April Fool's, everyone. April Fool's. Um, and so they... We should have started with, uh, like, a retirement episode. Yeah, <laughs> no, we should have. We're not very good at this. Um, yeah. It, it's interesting. I mean, what did you like? What did you dislike about it last time? I hated that, like, the only two good ideas got trounced. Yeah. And a lot of it was just the same old, same old, and it seemed to do well, which was frustrating. And then we ended up with a book that we already had. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't like anything, really. (laughs) Okay. You said it, not me. Yeah, so you didn't like anything about it. Okay, so, yeah, so a lot of the things that were a problem last year were uh, too many known quantities that we really need another um, new IP book or... You know, stuff like that. Why do why would why is that even in there? Um, and then taking two good ideas and pitting them against each other in round one. Why would you do that? Why not let them meet later? Um, and then kind of withholding the creative teams um, until later on. I'm not sure why we're doing that. I guess to so that the idea holds forth. I thought it was kind of dumb. And then the fact that Tim Seeley's Robins won. Um, you know, I, I hated that. Well, not even. Yeah. That was not even in my final four. So, um, yeah, I, I hated a lot of it last time. But hey, let's play again. Um, so, <laughs> so this one. And let's see if we've learned from there. Mr. What I assumed was going to happen when I heard this was out was, hey, uh, let's dust off some of the ones that were really close last year and oh, see if they can. Oh no! Are they seriously going to recycle crap? No, everybody got destroyed, thrown away, and now there's. 16 new ideas. Well, that's dope. But uh, but some of them came so close. Wouldn't you want to see them? All right. Well, guess not. I guess I'm the only one that thought it, they, they were deserving of a second yeah. second chance. You know, in a round robin tournament, you do you get to lose more than once. If you get kicked out of the final four in the NCAA tournament last year, you don't get an automatic bid next year. That's true. That's true. Um, so I'll go through them quickly and then I can, I can go through them all really quickly or I can go through them one, I can go through the pairings, read the synopsis to you and you can tell me who you want to win. How do you want to do it? Yes. The second part. Okay. So first up is Hawkman and Hawkwoman, the changeling versus Wildcat Nine Lives. Uh, Hawkman and Hawkwoman have never had children together. They know that for a fact. Then who is Hector Hole, the hot-headed razor-winged teen who claims to be their son? Can they trust their own memories or each other? Wildcat Nine Lives is Wildcat spent 
eight of his nine lives, showing the ropes to some of DC Universe's heaviest hitters, and he's got the scarred knuckles and reset bones to prove it. But now he's only got one more life to go. How fearless would you be if you knew it was your last round in the ring? So that's the boxer that like trained Batman and stuff. I- I'm going Wildcat. Cat, I will. I'm going to vote how you say. I'm not going to argue with okay. you. Oh, they want me to log in. Okay, yeah. We'll just pretend like you you got to vote. <laughs> uh, the questions, grand solution versus Constantine and. The Demon, Vacation from Hell. This one pissed me off the most. Um, Constantine. Because I both like the question, and I really like Constantine. So, uh, The question's grand solution. What happens when people from all walks of life are activated as faceless vigilantes, each forced to solve an alternative reality game where the stakes are life and death? That's the question, but does Rene Montoya have the solution? Sounds great. Would love that. Nope, sounds cheap and squid gamey. Move on. But it's up against Constantine and the Demon, which is Arcane Guile meets Hellish Fury. John Constantine is forced to play host to Etrigan, the Demon, and the pair embark on a deeply personal, potentially apocalyptic mission. Journeying back from home to Liverpool, Constantine must uh, confront ghosts from his past, and Etrigan isn't exactly his first choice for an ally. So that's going to win. That is my number one seed. That's that's, Yeah. Um, But it's, it's unfortunate because I think the questions would be good as well uh then we have suicide squad dark versus justice league redacted so two two team books at least going up against each other um so Mm -hmm. suicide squad dark a team of occult misfits and monsters assembled by amanda waller and led by vampire batman are forced into a Mm -hmm. mind-melding suicide mission to assassinate earth 13's league of shadows versus justice league redacted which green arrow has watched many heroes the great, the good, the kind, be forever scarred by the darkness they swear to fight, rather than sit by and let any more of his friends fall to the festering abyss, he decides to create a Justice League Black Ops team of fighters who can survive a few more shadows. Because as far as he's concerned, they may already be lost. Green Arrow's team of Nemesis, Killer Frost, Manhunter, Metamorpho, and Cheshire are needed now more than ever. Uh, Green Arrow has worried about what happens when you look the abyss in the eye. That goes double when Johnny Sorrow and Merlin team up. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like a Green Arrow-led team, so I'm going with that. Suicide Squad Dark. Amanda yeah, because... Exactly. I swear to you, if it wasn't Amanda Waller-led team, it had yeah. a better shot to me. Then we have Firestorm Fourth World Problems versus Kid Flash The Speed of Fear, which sounds like that one could be a rehash from last year. Um, yeah. Firestorm 2, because I think both of those had a title last year. Um, I don't think it was this title, though. Um, when Ronnie yeah. Raymond and Jason Rush make the startling discovery that Firestorm Matrix contains a spark of the life equation, Darkseid and his army turn their sights toward the teenage nuclear heroes. But can Ronnie and Jason put their differences aside and combine into Firestorm, or will Darkseid claim the Matrix for himself and Apocalypse? Or, uh, Reverse Flash melds with Parallax in an unprecedented combination of the Speed Force and the fear-based yellow power ring to create a deadly speed ring to shatter Oa's central green lantern battery. A confused and isolated Kid Flash, Wallace West, must chase Thawne, across a variety of alien worlds to stop him and the Sinestro Corps while his own 
powers die because of Kid Flash's slow disconnection with the Speed Force. So either way, we have two different fused characters. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I I've always, as far as fused characters concerned, I've always liked Firestorm, and we don't yeah. get enough Dark Side. Is it? Yep. Okay. So I'm going to say Firestorm versus Firestorm. 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 Okay. Then we have Black Canary when Canaries Cry versus Green Lantern. The light at the end of forever. Like, like that's too close to Prince when canaries cry. Too close. <laughs> I get you. And it's purple. Hey, hey, the oh, logo is purple. Let's see what we're doing here. When Black Canary intercepts an intelligence operative trying to deliver sensitive material on an encrypted disk, she finds herself plunged into the world of espionage to contend with an international consortium known only as Mysterium, with the help of a French spy. Dyna must stop his shadow organization from instigating war for their profit. Not fun and profit, just their own profit. Just their own profit. Uh, and then future a galaxy gripped by tyranny when an elderly farmer in a blackwater, a backwater system is brutalized by the latest thugs with jetpacks and jet boots to call themselves lawmen. He remembers a forgotten past, an era of champions, a cadre of noble peacekeepers. Long since vanished. His name, he's sure of, but is John Stewart. Whatever happened to the Green Lantern Corps? And is it too late to reignite the light? Man, Green Lantern's so difficult for us, but I don't want espionage, so I'm going Lantern. So you're going with the Green Lantern over Black Canary? Okay. I did not yep. vote that way. We differ on that one. Um, let's see. DC Horror presents uh, Ghost Tour from Hell or Animal Man. The Metamorphosis. Uh, a frantic mother begs for Madame Xanadu's help in finding her missing son, last seen on a ghost tour with friends. Xanadu's reading levels... L- reading reveals... Not reading levels. Xanadu's reading reveals as <laughs> a nefarious being, being behind the disappearance in New Orleans. Enlisting the help of the demon Etrigan and Deadman... The trio quickly realize that they're on a ghost tour from hell, and there's no match for these supernatural kidnappers. A little Justice League dark action kind of going on there. Um, and then yeah. that's against Buddy Baker, also known as Animal Man, has serious problems. His home life is in shambles. His daughter's powers are awakening, and the world needs him. But he's stuck. He needs change. Soon Animal Man will enter a cocoon. But when the metamorphosis is complete, what will emerge? Xanadu, first one. Yeah, yeah, that's where I went to. to sorry, Aminimal Man. Aminimal Now we have another Green Lantern. Uh, this one is The oh, Birth snap. of Conspiracy. In 1947, three events. Okay, that's versus Captain Carrot and his best friend Darkseid. Oh, jeez. Heavy hitters. America's fascination with UFOs, the Men in Black, Flying Saucer Sightings, and the Roswell Crash. Three low-level government employees tasked with monitoring superheroes realize that one person and Captain Carrot, the interdimensional space epic no one asked for, Darkseid is trying to eliminate the newest god, newest new god, but the extremely furious, furious, I'm sorry, the extremely furious zoo crew is determined <laughs> to reach their long foretold Captain Carrot first before friendship ruins everything. Not by default, but I actually do really like the synopsis of the first one with the 1947 UFO stuff. Twitter is a Twitter. Twitter is a flitter about Captain Carrot, but I can't see it yeah. happening. Um, 
Superboy, the man of tomorrow, versus Cyborg, Cyber God. Determined to find his place. Two super hateable characters. <laughs> Connor Kent, Superboy, leaves Earth behind. But his journey of self-discovery brings him face-to-face with a group of freedom fighters who challenge not just everything Connor stands for, but what it means to bear the Superman crest. Or, Cyborg has grown so powerful he no longer needs to leave his cold metal lair. He fights the good fight, but only virtually, virtually with Cyborg replicas, like Doombots. When the supervillain Gizmo and Clarion, the witch boy, mix magic and tech, they become powerful ne- technomancers. Cyborg is joined by Beast Boy, who tries to remind him of his true power, his human spirit. So Cyborg's just hanging out in the meta? Uh, sounds like it, yeah. Cyborg must reconnect with his human side and face the world, or Gizmo will become an omnipotent, unchallenged cyber god, and Clarion will get what he's always wanted, chaos and destruction. Yeah. Which sucks um, the less, which is the lesser of two evils. I'm going to go that uh, <laughs> we're going VR, so I'm going to give Cyborg the edge. And uh, that is all of them, I guess. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, I'm saying Constantine comes out of this all. Uh, yeah, so let's see. What I don't... I don't have dates on round two. We have these sixteen. We'll have, we'll get to eight. Well, I think either we, I think when we get to eight, we get to see creative teams, mm. and then we go final four, championship round, and winner. Watch Captain Carrot have been like Tom Taylor, and we're just like no, well, yeah, or Mark Russell. I could see that. Yeah, you know, um, and I, I get, that could be why they do that. You know, you don't deserve these. <laughs> people because exactly. you, you didn't trust the synopsis so yeah um, yeah we'll see so stay tuned uh, you can vote on twitter you can vote on dc universe uh, i don't know if you can vote anywhere else maybe if you can do instagram again um it was kind of hanky with the voting last time remember like like it was like dominating for one and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. these instagram votes got thrown in at the last minute and, and flipped it the other way if I remember correctly, there was some hinkiness. You're actually thinking of the presidential election. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. It, the Instagram votes came in. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Let's look at uh, Marvel's previews. That's right. Drew and I like to go through the previews, comb through and see what we can find in order to make our order ahead of time, try to find what the quality that rises to the top is, if there is even some. We have just... 140 pages of Marvel goodness. And Drew, we've always talked about Marvel and DC just copying each other for eternity. Well, by golly, we now have Fortnite Marvel. Mm -hmm. Not to be outdone by the DC Fortnite items as the featured products in this uh, month's previews. This is, of course, April for June products. Each Uh, issue features a digital cosmetic. That is not a new character, right? That's a a thing? It's either a character or a different outfit for a character or a glider or a pickaxe. So it could be a a character. It could be a character. It could be a skin. Okay, gotcha. Or, I mean, a a skin for an existing character, depending on all that stuff. But we are going to start with AXE Eve of Judgment number one. So we got some mutant stuff going on oh. here. Karen Gillan, Pascal Ferry. AXE being Avengers X-Men Eternals. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. I don't like those. 
two of three, two of those three. <laughs> so I probably am not going to like this. Yes. So uh, the Eternals know that the mutants have conquered death, but what are they going to do about it? The oldest immortals on Earth, I up the newest, and the Doomsday Clock starts to tick towards Judgment Day. Okay. So AXE is Avengers, X-Men, and the Eternals all in one. Um, Crowded. We don't know how long this series is, so for now it's three ninety nine and an ongoing. Okay. New series. All right, and here we have Fortnite Cross, Marvel's Zero War, number one of a five-issue series written by Christos Gage and Donald Mustard with Sergio Davila on art and 900 covers. Um, I like this thing that says each first print issue contains a renewal yeah. code. So they don't want us waiting. So either get this... Or go pound sand. Because with DC, we got subsequent second printings, and they put codes in the trades. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm reading that right, they're spelling that out for a reason. So there will there will not be subsequent printings, or subsequent printings and trade paperbacks won't have codes. Each first print issue contains a redeemable code to unlock a bonus digital cosmetic in Fortnite. Now, they'll probably do... Oh, look. The second print has a similar cosmetic in a different color. Ah, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. But anyways, we got five issues of this. Uh, They're charging $6 a piece for these. Ooh. So we get a story nobody cares about and a skin for my child. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's six dollars well maybe you just don't tell tell carson about this one yeah yeah no no trust me he'll come to me uh, <laughs> <this> information <laughs> he'll he'll rip the code out and toss the comic yeah, exactly. the six dollar comic book in the trash how dare you not to be outdone oh wait no okay the art looks interesting but no and then we're off to captain america Sentinel of Liberty, number one. Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing, and Carmen Carnero on art. Hmm. Is that a new character? I mean, I, li- I really like that Stark Unlimited blimp shot. That's a really nice double-page spread. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's enough for me to want to read this book. Yeah. Shield isn't what you think it is. It's not your symbol. It's theirs. I don't know. This is just a just another one. Five dollars on new ongoing. Mm-hmm. So last because last, last, last month we had what the Captain America symbol of truth launched, right? Yes. Speaking of which, we have the second issue of Symbol of Truth continue with Deadpool chilling on the cover on this one. So that's cool. Okay. We're relaunching Daredevil. Um, so we took, well, we finished Devil's Reign, maybe took a month off. I think so. Um, and now we're going to relaunch. Same creative team, Zdarsky and Chichetto. So this could probably just be like the next number in the series. Not sure why we're relaunching. But I guess because Devil's Reign happened and we're going to reset after that. I'm, I'm trying to justify the cash grab 
why would they would mm-hmm. why would why they would cash grab? They would cash grab because of the first word in cash grab because of cash. Correct. So it's more money. So do, do so we do it when we want. We got a hidden gem variant by Joe Casada. Still doing the window shade variants too. Yeah. I mean, people clamoring for these. <laughs> We've done this no. for a few months now. I don't. I yeah. still don't see the appeal. Yeah. I mean the the artist is like okay. Here's my beautiful cover. I'm going to cover it up. Yeah. And give you just a glimpse of it behind a level or blind. I, I don't get it. All right. I'm with you. Okay. Maybe if it was die cut, I would be. I would dig it. Could we put foil embossed? Yeah, foil embossed. Yeah, window shades. I like it. X-Men The Hellfire Gala, number one. Jerry Duggan with art by 13 people. Now, I thought that the Hellfire Gala just happened. And at last year's gala, mutants changed the face of the solar system, transforming Mars and claiming it for mankind. Do you think you can afford to miss this year's gala? All contained in one oversized issue. Eight friggin' dollars. So it must have happened over the summer. No, I think it was... It must have just happened, like, December-ish. Um, and, and, now that, and now this is... Homie, that was last year. We've, I guess that don't. counts as last year. And now we're going to do another gala. And it was very popular. Um, mm-hmm. And then at first I thought they were just collecting that. They're not collecting This is a new gala. Correct. A new gala. And we have an Adam Hughes cover. Yep. Multiple art germ covers. A dope-looking Nick Drag or Nick Dragota cover, which I'm usually hit or miss on. And I don't. Do we see the? Which one is the Adam Hughes? We do not see the Adam Hughes. Wow. Yeah. And that's the A cover, right? Uh, Russell Dowderman's A cover is the one that's partially burned on page oh, thirteen. Okay, gotcha. Fifteen of our digital. Gotcha. Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor, number one of a five-issue series from I'm going to give you the chance to tell me what that writer's name That's is. That's Torin Gronbeck. Torin Gronbeck. And Michael Dowling on art. Mjolnir comes crashing through Jane Foster's apartment window. She fears the worst has happened to Thor as Asgard's greatest enemies, including Hela, Ulic the Troll, and Enchantress mount an assault on the Golden Realm, Jane must find Thor and save Asgard, even if that means she must once again risk her life to become Thor herself. Okay, Kyle, so this next one supports your theory more than mine. So this is a Hulkling and Wiccan book, mm-hmm. new number one. You've been saying that in the next MCU phase, we're going to be getting Young Avengers. I've been yes. saying West Coast Avengers. This supports your theory more than my Correct. theory. So let's familiarize us with Wiccan. We don't, we're not get, we, maybe we'll get a little bit of speed in here. And we know a little bit of scrolls, but we don't have Hulkling late yet. But, you know, if we can get them in mind, we can easily have those things pop out of Secret Wars, obviously. Mm. And lead directly into Young Avengers. So, yeah. Secret Invasion, right? That's the next one. Secret Invasion. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yep. I keep wanting to call it Secret Wars. Which would be dope. I would love a Secret Wars. They should do that. Yeah, no they doubt. should do that instead. <laughs> Skip to that. Just do that. <laughs> so, yeah. We have number one of uh, a $6 book, Hulkling and Wiccan. Uh, Peach Momoko doing the, the cover A's. And Luciano Vecchio on the cover B's. It's an interesting take. Yeah. Uh, but we don't. We'll see how far that goes with it. But 
Hulkling, Wiccan. Yeah. Young, the young kids are back. So, I mean, if the trends are right, you have to own this because if they pop in something, you're going to jump back to their first, you know, pilot series. And you might want to grab this. Yep. Yeah, because, yeah, first appearance, then we're going to go first time both of them on the cover on their own series. Oh, got to get that. <laughs> yeah, got to have that. Amazing Spider-Man number five, Zeb Wells, John Romita Jr., the end of the first arc of this historic new volume is here, and you won't believe what we're putting the Web Slinger through. Spider-Man and Tombstone have their most brutal battle ever, but I fear the worst damage to Peter isn't going to be physical. Also, did you notice that was this is Legacy 899? That means the next issue... Dun 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 is nine hundred and nine hundred issue six and it's it's a, it's only let's do a ninety nine cent issue. Oh no, no, no. No, ten dollars. Nine ninety nine. And what sucks is I get an awesome looking peach momoko silk cover, but I gotta pay ten bucks for it. Ten bucks for it, yeah. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> so we got okay, so we got one Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen covers at the very least. Wow, wow! Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, we're doubling them up when we get down there, aren't we? Six, seven, mm-hmm. eight. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Holy smokes! It's a lot of covers. And it, it, for for the completest, the ASM completest, <laughs> you've got a hundred and sixty dollars worth of covers. Is that right? That's crazy. Did you say there were 16 covers? 16 covers, and I'm sure some of them are high ratio. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You, don't be a completist. Yeah, that's not a Don't option. be a completist for ASM. And see, like, with 700, we were starting a new arc. We were beginning a new adventure. We were putting new characters. We were doing new things. Mm-hmm. With 900, we're just like, ah, smack in the middle of this and just, ugh. it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The answer to all your questions is money, though, so that's why they're doing it. Are you excited for 900? No. No, no. Didn't no, nope, so. nope. Although, I mean, uh, this Beyond storyline has been fine. I haven't. It'll be over. It's ending at five. Yeah. Yep. And then six is something dumb and new. It's just Beyond, Beyond is like every other Spider-Man arc lately. It just goes on a little too long. So let's read about 900. The 900th issue of Amazing Spider-Man comes out the month of Spider-Man's 60th anniversary, and we are pulling out all the stops. Someone from Spider-Man's past has captured the Sinister Six and used them to create the truly terrifying Sinister Adaptoid. Yeah. So that little weird green thing is indeed a combination of Octavius... And I can see Electro in there, and Sandman, and Craven, and I don't see Vulture Wings, but I'm assuming they're there. So, we've taken all Sinister Sticks and mashed them into one character, it looks like. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And then colored it green. (laughs) Oh, so green would be the Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. Now, who is... I mean, and, and hats off to the the bean counter spreadsheet guy who is is manipulating these numbers 
so that mm-hmm. hey guys, the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man is going to be April of 2022. At what point did he have to? We're going to have to accelerate the release schedule so that 900 lands in that month, and th- mm-hmm. th- and what that means like back in. 2021 we had to start doing three a month to get there yeah and and that's even with like double shipping in april this is the second spider-man that hits in april just to to get to catch it so so the guy doing the math on this stuff and let's just let's just assume these are all legitimate numbers and they're not just made up because how would we know we wouldn't we nobody's fact checking this let's just assume this is legitimately the 60th anniversary (laughs) and the 900th issue together but to to make them line up like that, you have to know in advance, and you have to get the the the, the, the schedule to line up. So somebody's doing that, and I wonder if it's like an editor or it's like a guy that's like the director of anniversary issues. That's his job, <laughs> and he just like has a a bunch of yarn and stuff on his bulletin board and very charlie from it's sunny in philadelphia stuff mm-hmm. happening in there and um th- that that's all he does or he's just like just an editor and a, whoever whoever in charge of the line has to come up with that chief legacy officer chief legacy officer that's so cool the clo oh man <laughs> i want that gig i want that gig that sounds awesome but hats off he lined it up perfectly allegedly we don't know i'm sure you did i'm sure you did a great job all right and now we have since we got this big honking issue of 900 here let's get rid of spider-man 29 as fast as we can so we're going to turn out uh, exodus number four exodus number five exodus number three (laughs) coming after exodus four and five my god what the hell? We don't, we're not even still with it. So the guy that's in charge of this, he isn't even going to put him in yeah. order. And yeah. it's you know, Steve Correct. Orlando. God bless him. I mean, <laughs> must be the nicest guy. Books are terrible. Every book he's ever written is awful. But he keeps getting work. So he must he must just be the nicest guy and gets people their dry cleaning and super fast, like cranks out a script in a day. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. True. Spider-Man 2999, Exodus number three. But one Avenger survived, Moon Knight, who has gathered a new team oh, of heroes. Don't... Do you know Moon Knight 2099? No. Do you want to know Moon Knight 2099? Uh, helmed by the the great Steve Orlando. Uh, Steve Orlando. Uh, he and Zek. You know what was fun was when my beloved favorite character was largely forgotten about and hardly ever trotted out. <laughs> now that he's just everywhere, it's it's tough to take. <laughs> What's the opposite of FOMO? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, okay, that's cool. That's good to know. Um, so mm-hmm. that's why is three before four and after four and five? Do we know? <laughs> Because Marvel. Is it just a digital snafu? Is it? No, it's not. That is legitimately uh, uh, page 20. Interesting. 
So Moon Knight might be a twenty ninety nine. You can see him right there on Exodus three, right there. The, the oh, the, there he is. The cross between Moon Knight and a Ku Klux Klan <laughs> member. That's him. Oh, he's got look like. Oh yeah, there he is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 I might read that. I might read that just to find out. If that wasn't enough for you, we have Banner of War number four from Thor twenty six. Donny Cates writing this. And right there on the front, we got the homie Hulk with Mjolnir in hand. That's not the first time he's lifted that shit with Mjolnir, right? I don't believe so. Because, you know, he's Hulk. He should be able to always lift it. That's right. And then we got more Donnie Hulk. Donnie Donnie Hulk. Hulk number eight. Donnie Hulk. (laughs) Just call him Donnie Hulk. Then this is the fifth and final installment of Banner of War there so that you haven't been reading donny cates's crossover have you i haven't oh my god not in a while this latest issue 12 yeah it's just wackadoo it is wackadoo man uh first of all robert kirkman wrote the first 10 pages so it was all about negan (laughs) uh and that's awesome uh like donny cates is was like alan moore for a while he i mean he's in he he's He's himself in the comic, mm-hmm. and then he's but then he's like Alan Moore, and then and then he's back to being Donny Cates again, and it, it, it it's totally nuts. This book is totally nuts, um, but I still I'm still reading it. A dozen issues in, uh, Donny Cates is crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> crazy cells. Crazy cells. We'll see if Janice Vell, Captain Marvel number one, sells a five-issue series. Peter David returns to Janice Vell, son of the original Captain Marvel. Yeah, now, see, I really enjoy the maestro stuff that Peter David's been doing. He's, like, on his third third one of these that he's done in the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. But that's been accessible to me because I was familiar with the character. I'm not familiar with this character, so will I enjoy this? Not knowing this character at all? Yes. Okay. Why do you say that? How, why are you so confident? I have no idea. You just you're hopeful. Well, okay, it's got an interesting sounding. Let me read you the the blurb. Both now back in both now back in the land of the living, Janice Vale and Rick Jones are about to come crashing back into each other. Witness Janice Vell, Captain Marvel, returned to the pages of his very own series, written by legendary scribe Peter David, brought, drawn by artist Juan on Ramirez, uh, who's not Juan legendary. Juan Ramirez, yes. I'm sure he's fine. Correct. Can Rick Jones save Janice and himself before they both fade out of existence? Is Rick's ex-wife Marlo the key? Find out when Peter David returns to take Janice Vell to all new heights. So, we got some ex-wife action in this as well. Okay. Then we have Defenders Beyond, number one of a five-issue Al Ewing series that I <laughs> It's really bad. Lee Garbett, who I like. Yeah. 
I normally like Lee Garvet. This is terrible cover. Yeah. What is going on? Both of these covers are terrible. What is what is this? Yeah. Al Ewing and Holland follow up their acclaimed Defenders are in a rule series with a new volume and all new lineup, including Oh, that's def- yeah, that's Defenders Beyond. It's the same one, yeah. Uh yeah. Doctor Strange since Dire Warning from Beyond the Grave, Blue Marvel, America Chavez, Taya, Tigra, and Loki assembled to defend reality itself. You won't believe who shows up on the final page. Ah nope. Nope, nope, too. Nope, nope. Thanks for playing. This actually seems interesting. I've hit something that sounds like it might be cool. Wild Cards, the drawing of cards, number one of a four issue. Paul Cornell written. But it's George R.R. Martin. And does any of his. Jar Jar Jar. Did you say Jar Jar? Does any of his stuff translate to comics? Uh, He just translated amazingly to a video game. So check and check for him. Um, uh, oh, Elden that was Ring. George R. R. Martin, or as I like to yes. say, Jar Jar Martin. Jar Jar Martin. The legendary George R. R. Martin superhero series comes to Marvel, spending more than twenty-five novels, more than twenty short series, is, is, is released over three decades and written by more than forty authors. The Wild Cards series tells the story of an alternate history in which the Earth is home to superpowered individuals. When a human is infected with the alien wild card virus, the odds are they will be killed, which is referred to as drawing the Black Queen. Of those who survive, the bulk of them become jokers left with some strange mutated form. A very lucky few, the aces, whose gifts gifted with superpowers they can put to use towards heroes or villainous goals. Now for the first time in comic book form, see how the Wild Cards universe begins with an adaptation of the very first stories in the original Wild Cards novel based on the stories by Harold Waldrop and Roger uh, Zelazny, the series mastermind and editor, George R.R. Martin wildcards is a stellar introduction to a whole new world reshaped by the emergence of superpowers. Could be cool. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> you, know, you know where this would be cool? Not at, not at Marvel. Where would this be? Yeah, Correct. It doesn't feel like a Marvel book. And that's why I like Correct. 100%. Miles Morales and Moon Girl hey, number shout one. shout out to Wolf. Yep. Mohaj, or Mohale Mashigo on writing and Iguara on art. Join Lunella Lafayette, a.k.a. Moon Girl, and her trusty T-Rex sidekick Devil Dinosaur in the biggest adventures yet. In the first of three one-shots, Moon Girl takes on the whole Marvel Universe alongside Miles Morales, the Avengers, and the X-Men. Don't miss the news story from acclaimed writer Mohali Mashigo. So it looks like we're going to have Miles Morales and Moon Girl, and then we will have um, Avengers and Moon Girl, and then we will have X-Men and Moon Girl. Good for them. Thor, Lightning and Lament, number one, Ralph Macchio. I don't believe nope. the one we're thinking of. Uh, with art by Todd Nock. So this is just a generic Thor that we're just shoehorning <laughs> yeah, I mean, here. Thor's doing... Thor's, I, Thor's got a movie. So let's put a couple of things on the shelf, I guess. 
And um, yep. now the variants here. Um, I like I like Gail Simone. I like Gail Simone. Phil mm-hmm. Noto, like him, got a variant by Ashley Witter. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that looks like her stuff. Um, what would it really be like to meet an alternate version of yourself, another you who made, who had made different choices and lived a completely different life as a result? That's the question facing Jessica Jones, as what seemed like a routine investigation instead has her encountering another incarnation of herself from across the multiverse. Can Jessica get along with herself? Will she want to kill her other selves? And will seeing the lives she could have led drive her into a self-destructive spiral? Of course it will. Uh, this is what happens when you meet <laughs> other variants. This sounds fun. I love Jessica Jones. She hasn't yeah. been in enough. Um, so... Yeah. Bye bye bye. Gail Simone, yeah. thumbs up. Yeah, and then probably me more so than you is Clobber in Time number one. This is a Steve Scrochy book. I'm a super <laughs> fan of Steve Scrochy. Love his doing work. art uh, and writing, writing any art. Which, if you ask Drew, never turns out good. Rarely turns um, out. Sometimes good. doesn't turn out as well as it could. You are changing the Drew quote. <laughs> Rarely it does. Um, but <laughs> some, now if, if, if the artist puts down his pencil and just writes, we, we're seeing better returns with the Zazarskis uh-huh. of the world and the Scotty Youngs of the world. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, doing both chores uh, sometimes doesn't work. But I, I really like his last um, post-apocalyptic thing he did over at Image. The Scrochy did both chores. It was good. Wacky, but good. This should be wacky and good. Um, and do, doing some, some Scrochy 60 art. 60 years on, of on Ant-Man. Thing. I like Drew it. Ant-Man, number one of a five-issue series. Al Ewing, Tom Riley. Uh, flashback to the early days of Hank Pym's career as the astonishing Ant-Man. So we're back to Hank Pym's Ant-Man in this one. So, Drew, we've all heard of your friendly okay. neighborhood Spider-Man, but have you heard of the deadly neighborhood Spider-Man? Number one, Taboo and B. Earl writing this one. Taboo, of course, from the Black Eyed Peas. Is he a person that I should know? B. Earl, like, um, I, I've never heard of him before, but that doesn't mean anything. Oh, he wrote the, werewolf, the new Werewolf. But there's by a Raza night. cover. He's involved with okay. the new Werewolf by Night. Yeah, and some of the indigenous voices stuff so that's cool so it's um what is reality and what is a dream what is science what is magic at the intersection of all this stands the deadly neighborhood spider-man peter parker goes to los angeles and what he finds there are definitely not angels the demons waiting for peter are going to test him like never before one demon in particular a very famous one for marvel and x fans Mm. in particular might just eat spider-man alive um it could be fun that could be fun, you know. Yeah. Get him out of New York. Get him away from Mary Jane. There you go. Yep. Iron Cat, could be number fun. one, Jed McKay, Perry Perez. Um, the Iron Cat armor made its first appearance in Black Cat number 11, but both Black Cat and Iron Man thought 
That was the last they would see of it. If Felicia is surprised to see the armor again, you can imagine how furious Tony is. There's someone new in the Iron Cat armor, and they have a plan that will put them in the crosshairs of all the heroes of the Marvel Universe. Both Iron Man and Black Cat's secrets and mistakes are going to come back to haunt them, and it's going to get rough. Mech Strike is back with Monster Hunters, number one of five. Because the last two or three volumes of Mech Strike wasn't enough. <laughs> You're going to give you more. Yeah. Thunderbolts, two of five. Still part of Devil's Reign Aftermath. <laughs> I thought that was put to bed. Mm-hmm. New Fantastic Four Marvel Tales, number one. This is some old Walt Simonson stuff. Uh, $8.88 pages. More than Fantastic Four. Savage Avengers from our boy, my boy, David Peepos. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's good. And now, hey, we're, we're rolling out a Punisher War Journal on top of the new Punisher relaunch. Blitz, yeah. Still got this stupid symbol. It's growing on me. Is that okay? It grows on me? You, I mean, if that's how you want to live your life. <laughs> Gambit, number two of their five-issue series. Knights of X, number three, also featuring Gambit on that one. Hmm. Legion of X, three. X-Men Legends, two. That's the old Roy Thomas, or the new Roy Thomas, I should say. Nice cover for Immortal X-Men, number four, by Mark Brooks. That is very cool. Why Zemma Frost got a weird hand? I don't know. Read all about it in issue three and four. Michael Allred, of course, on the excellent number five. Sabretooth, X-Men Red, Wolverine 22, Marauders. X-Men 12, Wolverine Patch number four. Did I tell you I read the first one? You said you liked it. Did I? Nope. I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't think I loved it. <laughs> you told me. <laughs> I don't think I told you either. You just assumed I liked it. I'm hoping. What if Miles Morales as Thor? I tried to get through that. Captain America version of that. I didn't care for that one either. Not good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's so subjective. Like, yep. you know, or, or I could just be in a bad mood when I'm reading it. You just never know. Venom 9, Carnage 4, Spider-Punk 3, Kingpin Rise. I'm looking forward to Spider-Punk. I think I'm going to like that. Yeah. And I, you know, Savage Spider-Man, Joe Kelly written should be good, but God, I just don't know that I want to read it. It's freaking me out. Just yeah. This is creepy. Miles Morales, Spider-Man 39. Wow. Wow, look at that cover. That's a cool-looking cover. He's going he's gonna to slice mm. Peter's throat? Yeah. Oh, is that a Miles clone? Who is that? That is Peter, right? I have no idea. Could be Ben. There's so many freaking Spider-Men now. We assume that that's actually a Miles clone there with the blade. Yeah, the evil clone tomb of dracula facsimile look at that yeah along with the tales of suspense 57 which is that the first hawkeye yeah i think so yeah first the first hawkeye Um, Mm -hmm. so definitely getting that one i don't know that i care that much about tomb of dracula no that's not the one with blade that's a different tomb of dracula is that the first blade no the tomb of dracula like 12 or something. Oh, okay. First Blade, if I remember correctly. 
Avengers 57, and here we're down into Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, three of four. We have a Nick Klein cover. Oh, you get a Frank Cho Moon Knight cover. Oh, wonder what that looks like. Yeah, it's 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 right there. It's the red one. Yep. That's it. That's Joe. Where's this little signature? Behind the oh. little postage stamp here. Yeah. Yeah. That's- that's it. Okay. You got me. <laughs> it's an elegant cover by Frank Cho, they say. It is. That's when they yell down the hall, hey, be elegant. <laughs> Do some elegant drawing. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight 12, Jed McKay continuing his series. And a little Moon Knight and Strange number four, it looks like. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, the Dark Moon Knight, actually. That's Shadow Knight. Shadow Knight. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Looks like um, Hawkeye makes an appearance in Ghost Rider. Is that Hawkeye up there in purple? And Black Widow? On Ghost Rider 5 cover? Probably. I think so. I don't know too many other people rocking purple. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four is finishing up Reckoning War, so I can circle back around and pick up 46. Since <laughs> I set that out. Chang G13, Iron Man, Hellcat, Annual Number 1. Interesting choice there. So, in theory, there could be a standalone Iron Man Annual. Yes. And this is a way to sell the Hellcat Annual, because you couldn't, yes. you couldn't sell the annual Hellcat Annual on your own, on its own. So they, yeah. had, to sh- they had to co-brand it, I'm guessing. Yep. Okay. Captain Marvel 39. I like the uh, Daily Bugle cover. Cover. That's pretty cool. She-Hulk 5 Maestro. The character called Binary Kyle. Uh-huh. I'm guessing there's two of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know Binary. Has she already been in- introduced? Or he? Yes. They? Yes. He, she, at least. Yep. She-Hulk. Just hate this. I swear they've already done that cover before. They all look alike. These covers. Yeah. These ter- I just don't like the colors. And it's probably it's probably somebody fantastic, a fantastic colorist, but I just don't like them. It's me, yeah, Jim Bartel, too. Maestro World War M, the fifth one of that Peter David series. That's been good. Aliens Annual Number 1 by Philip Kennedy Johnson. And now what I want to talk about, Drew... Yeah, look at this. Star Wars The Mandalorian number one. Rodney Barnes writing it. George Genty on art. Why did this take so long? (laughs) First of all. Hopefully it was because we were finding a great story. So we've got an Audie Granoff cover. We've got our John Tyler Christopher action figure cover. we got a Declan Shalvey. we got a David Aha cover. Huh. And we got a uh, Lenel Francis Yu and a Phil Jimenez. Yeah, I mean, this has got to sell like gang- gangbusters, right? I got to have that uh, that action figure. The action figure one's going to do, do really well. Yeah. It's a variant, so that's going to probably be the ratio then. Mm, right? Maybe. Uh, th- sometimes those have been the 1 in 10. Sometimes those have been independently orderable. We'll just have to see. But we get Din Djarin in his first... Solo series, and I mean, you can't, you can't not do that. And it's, and it's, the, it says, it says the first meeting between the Mandalorian and the child, which we saw in the show. 
Yes. So we're not so, going to rehash the show, are we? Well, I'm okay if they do for at least an episode, but I'd like to do something else at some point in time. But if they want to show that scene again in uh, the old comic format, I'm fine with that. We can do that as well. Yeah, I mean, this is getting me back into Star Wars comics. There you go. I mean, I'm, I'm in th- this, and then if I'm in this, I might as well you know dabble in some others. So maybe I do. This is a gateway comic, if it were. I think so. Could be. I'm really excited about it. Really excited about it. Yeah, I like all. I like a bunch of the covers. The old, the poor Razor Crest there in the background of the one. What are we looking at there? The ship with the Razor Crest. Rest in peace. Oh yes, yes. Han Solo and Chewbacca number four, and we get all kinds of Kersanthan. Um, they've changed his name to just Kersanthan now in this as well. You hate that. Yep, more than anything. <laughs> Choose your destiny variant. Interesting. Obi-Wan Kenobi 205. Um, we get some Gwygon, so that's awesome. So I actually really like this time frame of life with the uh, Padawan Obi-Wan, so this should be a good time. Halcyon Legacy, we are finishing up with a very cool cover with Bosk on the front. Not a Choose Your Destiny cover there. Yep. Drew, I am impressed. We have Star Wars 25, which seems like, you know, we're a quarter of the way to 100. Let's charge some extra money. But no, right. they're still just $4. Yeah, it's... It's a landmark 25th issue. We we're excited about it, but we we didn't price couch. With stories set from the prequel to the sequel eras, experiencing new tales of Obi-Wan and Anakin, Darth Vader, Poe Dameron, Kylo Ren, join Charles Soule along with his previous artistic collaborators for this era-spanning celebration. And Charles Soule's been, been writing Star Wars stuff for a long time. Do you mm-hmm. think he's, like, exhausted and wants to do something else? <laughs> I'd cash them checks. Yeah, maybe. He's been stuck. Yeah. There, There is a lot of Star Wars happening simultaneously. Yes, there is. Choose your just Destiny variant for Darth Vader 24. Mm-hmm. So next month, it'll be its landmark 25th issue. Yeah, I'll be able to do another one of those. <laughs> And then we get some trades and hardcovers, hardcovers and trades. Uh, that's probably it, right? That's all I got. And they're doing a good job of collecting collecting all this Moon Knight for us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Get that in print. Get How that nice out. How nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. So go Marvel. Lots of fun stuff in there. Yep. 140 pages of goodness. What's next, Kyle? Support for Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate in men's hygiene. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code C4FAP at manscaped.com. I've been with Manscaped since the 1.0, and now we're on the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest trimmer ever. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproofed and also has an LED spotlight for more precision shaving. 
Get 20% off and free shipping with the code C4FAP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code C4FAP. That's the letter C, the number 4, F-A-P, at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, I believe we head over to our good friends at Cover Price now, right, Drew? Yeah, 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 top 20, that's right. Head on over, let's do our Cover Price top 10. Let's start with our... Before we do that, number. I think we they may have had a falling out with CBSI. Or not CBSI, but... Um, comics heating up. Comics heating up. We haven't seen them for... Has it been two straight weeks? It's been a couple weeks, absolutely, yeah. Or or was it, la- was it in there last week and just not the week before? Do you remember? I don't remember. Yeah, it all blurs together. My mind is yeah. wrecked. Maybe they've had a falling out. Maybe they haven't. Stay tuned next week. We'll find <laughs> That's out. That's right. The epic conclusion. Yeah. At rank 10, we have Amazing Spider-Man 265 from 1985. Craven, of course, more on Craven, and Silver Sable. Um, $610 now for CGC 9.8 on that one. So wow. that's pretty cool for a... 265. At rank 9, we have Star Wars number 2 from 1977. Obi-Wan's Disney Plus series may release May. Okay, so it's coming out in May. Isn't too far away. While we wait, his first comic appearance is spiking. $810 for just a 9.6 CGC. You know, if they if they would put that out on the original Wednesday, it would be on May the 4th. Mm-hmm. But I guess... You know, delay until Friday is okay, but you kind of missed missed a chance there. This is very true. At rank eight, we have point one number one, the Nick Bradshaw variant. Speculation is still holding out that Sam Alexander's version of Nova will appear in the recently announced MCU Nova project with Moon Knight writer Sabir Pirzada. The current rumor is that the show or film will feature both. Richard Ryder and Sam Alexander with Sam's first appearance in this issue of Marvel Point One number one from 2011. Collectors are divided. CGC 9.8 hitting $350. JLA Avengers Hero Initiative. Um, we've spoken at length on this. Please give the charity. Still getting upwards of 380 for a raw, trending closer to two. 47, initial buy-in was 30 bucks. Do the right thing, people. At rank 6, we have Ghost Rider number 31 from 1992. Over the past several years, there have been constant rumors and speculation that a Danny Ketch-led Midnight Suns is in development for Disney+. Plus. When another online source mentions the Midnight Suns, this and issue 28, which is the first cameo appearance of the Midnight Suns, Virtu- via a future premonition moved quite a bit on the aftermarket. 41 copies moving. CGC 9.8 going for $400. Hmm. Voltron, number one from 1985. Live action Voltron movie with Ross on Marshall Thunder or Thurber to direct ignites a bidding war. So, we talking about Voltron. So, 35 copies started moving. CGC 9.8 is going for 665 so, come so, on, Voltron. Okay, so this would be Transformers-ish in its presentation? Um, probably closer to Power Rangers. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sell. <laughs> <laughs> sell, sell, sell. Get out while the getting's good. 
Secret Wars 2, number 3. We've got about 900 of these. This issue features the first cover appearance and first full appearance of the Beyonder in human form. This week, in anticipation of his appearance, played by Lawrence Fishburne in the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur series, 18 copies moved with a high sale of $149 for CGC 9.8. Crazy. And point one, number one from 2011. This is the non-variant version of what we talked about earlier. $400 for a CGC 9.8. Nova, number one from 1976. is an old book. Three grand for a CGC 9.8. We are up to $3,000. Yeah, it's 1976, though. I get that. Yep, tough to get that one. And at rank one, New Avengers number 40 from 2008. Several online sources claim that Amelia Clark is definitely playing Varanki the Skrull Queen. While this remains unconfirmed, these ru- these renewed rumors lit a fire once again on Varanki's first appearance in this issue with 68 copies and a high trending sale of $392 for CGC 9.8. I mean, I- I don't have anything from 1976 that's in 9.8 condition. Do you have anything from 1986 that's in 9.8 yeah, no condition? Doubt. That is that is not easy. It's tough to do. I don't I don't blame them. Pay it. Well, at rank 11, we have Ultimate Fallout number four. Uh, it just hit its uh, high sale of thirty four hundred dollars for a CGC 9.8. Cool. We were we were excited about it when it crossed the one thousand dollar threshold not mm-hmm. so long ago. So this is crazy that it continues to climb rank 12 we have new avengers number seven from 2005 this is more illuminati first appearances 430 for a cgc 98 um what's going to end out more spider-man 300 or ultimate fallout 4 i looks to me like well no venom yeah venom's still more than thirty four hundred dollars for a CG sign. It's like five, right? So it's a five thousand. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I've lost track. Yeah, um, I guess we're gonna have to get a, a live action Miles for mm-hmm. to get a real sense of where it's gonna land. Uh, let's see, uh, Ms. Marvel number five comes in at rank thirteen. Uh, this is cover, which is completely tied to a scene in the show, so this moves it. Uh, we had 14 copies sold with a high sale of almost 400 bucks for a CGC 9.8. My beloved Moon Knight number one from 1980 comes in at rank 14, 17 additional copies selling, um, with only a high sale of 685 for a PGX 9.8, which is like a 9.2 CGC. <laughs> How dare you? I like BGX. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. You can like them. They're just not accurate. Uh, rank 15, Spider Man 2099, number one from 1992. 21 additional copies of this sold with a high sale of 199 for a CGC 98. Uh, Venom Lethal Protector, number one, continues to sell. This is a 1 in 25. This is the new Lethal Protector. Um, mm-hmm. David Naka, Nakayama, one in twenty-five. Uh, Twenty-eight copies of this move with a high sale of thirty-five bucks for a raw. Such a, a weird cover, too. A raw one in twenty-five, thirty-five bucks. I think I'd. Pa- I think I'd have to pay that to get it. Hundred uh, percent. Rank seventeen. We have Battlestar Galactica number one from nineteen seventy-nine. Uh, 12 copies and a high sale of 265 for a CGC 9.8. Why is that moving? Oh, okay. 
Battlestar Galactica was in the news yeah, because its project. showrunner quit. Oh. Means it's pushing it back. Yep. Not moving as well. Okay. Rank 18, Dark Hawk number one from 1991. No rumors lately of Dark Hawk appearing in the MCU anytime soon, but there's a deep nostalgia feel, so this continues to move. 18 copies <laughs> and a high sale of $319 for a CGC 9A. At rank 19, Thor number one, which is the first Jane Foster from 2014. Uh, 16 copies moved. High sale of 340 for a CGC 9.8. Not at, too shabby. Not too shabby at all. At rank 20, Mystic Arcana Magic number one from 2007. This is the first appearance of Amut, Egyptian goddess who's Arthur Harrow Worships, who has been confirmed to appear in Disney Plus's Moon Knight series. She's relatively cheap. Could see a spike when fans see her on screen. Ten copies sold, a high sale of 40 for a raw. Might not be a bad investment there. Mm-mm. Now let's get over to the FOC and see what is happening uh, before it's too late. Of course, the FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last little ability to add a few things to our order and see what we can make sure we don't have to chase on the secondary market, which never does all kinds of fun. Um, let's head over to Lunar Distributions, pull up our FOC stuff, and see what DC has to offer. These are for 4-3 closing, right? Correct. So Sundays. Sunday closing for DC. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Dark Knights of Steel number 6. Dan Mora cover with an awesome... Cover B by Joshua Middleton. Oh, it is lovely. Mm-hmm. Huh. Of course, I gravitate towards the Lieber Mayo Detective mm-hmm. Comics cover B. That's fantastic. And what's this Rodolfo Migliari cover C for Detective? That's yeah. kind of wicked. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. Derek Chu crushing the Harley Quinn. Ugh, so good. I love that cover. That's a cover B for him. And I even like the 1 in 25 Bengal as well. Some great Joker covers. It's been the best thing about that series. Joker? Joker's been good. The covers have been great. Oh, you think the covers are better than the, than the series is good. Gotcha. That's literally exactly what I said. I don't believe it. I think you'd have to read it all first. How do you know? It's true. It's true. They've been great covers is all I'm saying. I gotcha. Quest Aside, number one. This is a, um, what is it, a scout? What is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks kind of neat. A skeleton, an apprentice mage, and expo- an exiled princess Walk into a bar. For another shift at Quests Aside, the local watering hole run by once legendary, now retired adventurer Barrow. When the king privately explains that he plans to shut the place down, Barrow must find a way to hold on to his business and the family he built around it. It's always sunny in the realms. I could uh, scratch a little Rat Queen's itch for me. Yeah. Maybe. Brian Shermer writing and Elena. Gagal. They're doing a one in one hundred. They're they're doing a ton of covers for this vault book. And this is vault. Yep. Crazy. 
Robin's given us three quality covers. Yes, indeed. Teen Titans Academy, like, the covers couldn't be more different. <laughs> every time. Every time it's like, they're just like not in the same stratosphere. Yeah. That's about it from DC. Yeah, nothing. That's too crazy. Head on over to Image. Let's look at that for a bit. Bloodstained Teeth, number one. Who's that? That's obviously Christian Ward. Okay. With Patrick Reynolds on our it's the series premiere. So we get a new stuff here. Oh, it's a guy from ODYC and Invisible Kingdom. Okay. So the vampire book. Yeah. That pulp uh, hardcover process edition's coming out. I didn't realize it was 40 bucks. That would be fun to look at, but I don't know if I need to own a $40 <laughs> version of it. Getting the Rick Grimes hardcover for Rick Grimes 2000. It's a wicked hardcover. Saga 58. The band. They've been so good. They've been so good. They haven't missed a beat, dude. I am letting them set. I read the first one back, and then I was like, I'm just going to chill for a second. No. No. Okay. You're just spitting in BKV's face. Never. Never. He hung me out to dry for years. That's true. That's true. I guess you can do what you want. He did what he (laughs) wanted. You can do what you want. That's exactly. Seven to Eternity hardcover. Issues one through seventeen for sixty bucks. Okay. Now we're getting a Jaws homage from the Scumbag Thirteen cover B. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's gonna move any move the needle. Yawn. <laughs> I did not realize the name of the current arc is Golden Brown Eye. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very lowbrow. <laughs> I don't dislike that. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice palate cleanser. I'll tell you that. The British Paranormal Society, Time Out of Mind, number one. Is this a Mignola book? It just look like one. Yeah, Mike Mignola. Yep. I don't mean to sound disappointed, but all his stuff is kind of the same. Trade paperback for Star Wars Rebels. Collecting Rebels magazine. Yeah, this is all magazine stuff, too. This isn't from Kanan or anything. That's interesting. Nothing in IDW for me. Down to Marvel. Is that a Derek Chu doing an alien? Or cover B? Yeah. Is that Derek Chu? kind of interesting kind of like his women a lot better than his aliens but <laughs> ASM2 don't really like that cover eh? uh, Chrysanthemum photo variant versus Chrysanthemum Star Wars Tales comic cover variant which one do you like? I like the photo variant. Photo variants seem to do well. 
Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's a good, good costume in my photo variant. It's eight bucks, though. It's too much. So we've got these Spider-Man 2099 Exodus Alpha number one. Now we've seen a bunch of characters that are popping in, like we talked about our Moon Knights and stuff. Are we going to get these in this or subsequently down the line in our number threes and such? Yeah. I don't know. And who's going to bite the bullet and read them all <laughs> to find out? I mean, it looks like we're getting some, we're getting like a ghostwriter on this one on the cover. And is the Lachey frame variant the fact that it's an homage to the other twenty ninety nine mean anything? Oh, I see what you're saying. And of course, Obi Wan number one of a five issue series. And the Momoko is not bad. It's great. Probably the my favorite. Mm-hmm. Dynamite. Well, as per usual. Enjoy Cute, your sexy, cheesecake. Sexy covers, yep. but no. Nothing for me. Boom. Just phoning it in this week. Let's see our back half stuff giving us anything. Ooh, my lines in blood. That's been so good. Looking forward to that one. And these Source Point Press books have been pretty solid. This is the one called Buzzards and Bone. Nick Philpot and Ryan Gutierrez. Naughty List number one from Aftershock Books. Nick Santora and Lee Ferguson on that one. Really like these Aftershock books. Yeah, and just one cover. No, no choice, right? Mm hmm. It's a good one. All right, Drew, which picking is your pick of the week for the FOC? Ah, man. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Quest Aside, number one, the Vault Book. Tons of covers. I'm going to go cover A. I just can't pick, so I'll go with the standard cover. A. I am going with Obi-Wan Kenobi, Peach Momoko. Oh, that's a good one. That's a solid one. I like that one as well. All right, Drew. We've looked into the future a little bit. Let's head on over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com and look at their hot tens. See the comics that are buzzing. And boy, are we going to talk about a number one. Incredible Hulk, number one, the old Stanley Jack Kirby. Not an April Fool's joke. Over the past couple of weeks, this has hit all-time highs in multiple grades, including a $72,000 sale for a CGC 6.5 and a quarter of a million dollar sale for a CGC 8.5. It is a bit odd for a book like this 
to be on this kind of a list, but every now and again, new collectors need a reminder of what a true blue chip returns for for investors. Yeah, well, amazing. Yeah, that's just nuts. At rank two, we have Black, number one. This book is... This book in the past two years has been on a crazy roller coaster in terms of value. Currently, with the director being added to the project from Warner Brothers Studio 8, it is back up again. 9.8s are back near $200 and Rawls are over 50. This might be the single most difficult book to search for. Suggestion, put the uh, the writer Osifor in your tag. Or Ojesif. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I said Yefo. And um, I sold mine for 20 bucks a while ago. So <laughs> so you did not even ride. I, I didn't ride it. I got rid of it. At rank three, we have Something is Killing the Children, number 21, the Jenny Frizen one per store variant. 50 to $60. Worth. It's weird that this one is selling well when it is only slightly different than the one in 50, when there is a really nice one in 100 Del Auto out there as well. You know. At rank four, Detective Comics six forty seven. Well, it's just a ten dollar book. Now it's between thirty and forty for near mint copies. I don't hate this character at all, but a casting on a CW show is not really that exciting. Then again, this week is supremely slow overall. Oh, look at that! Another J. Scott Campbell variant beautiful <laughs> and that we're talking about spoiler or stephanie brown when we're talking about that book. oh okay for, oh, for, I, I wanted to double check oh for detective six, six, 647 that's 647, who it is yeah yeah at rank five from 2014 the j scott campbell variant of asm cgc 9.8 is going for 900 dollars. 9.6 is for 500 is silk the most overlooked spidey character that we know will show up in a movie at some point yes in any case this j scott campbell cover has significantly moved up this week and there doesn't seem to be a specific reason other than this is just not that easy to find in a high grade at rank six, Marvel Premiere number twenty-eight, ten thousand dollars for nine point eight, one thousand dollars for nine point four, and five hundred dollars for an eight point five. I'm guessing that people are thinking there is money to invest in the Legion of Monsters. Pro tip: other than top or top teams, there are. This is probably not a good investment. Amazing Spider-Man number ninety-three. The 1 in 25 variant that just came out. $50. Not the biggest fan of taking heroes and turning them into villains. That's what happens here with a new villain called Chasm. Just seems like a lazy way to pre to present something quote-unquote new. Buffy the Vampire Slayer 20th Anniversary number 1. The 1 in 25 is already going for 50 to $60. This Jenny Frizen, she just continues to push out winning variants. They're very well done, but they do seem to fall into the kind of the same look. They all look the same. Check out number yes. three above. They all look the same. But they're, I mean, it's, uh, they're good, but I, yeah. mean, I don't understand why they always pop when there's so many that are as good, but different, it, yep. you know? This is what makes our job difficult here at rank yep. nine. Batman Beyond 
Batman Beyond, The White Knight Number 1, reports of shortages, allocations, etc. of this A cover pushed it to between $15 and $20. Time will tell if those shortages get their copies in a few weeks. If so, this book will drop right back down to cover price. The black and white variant on that, $300. So maybe someone else can shed some light on this one. Listings say this is a one per store, but there are only a handful available. And with the price as high as that, it doesn't seem like that's one per store. Well, he just answered his own question in the, in the, the post before. There are shortages. So uh, the shortage was also affect the one per, fo- per stores, obviously. 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 Honorable mentions, Batman Superman World's Finest, number one, the Chip Zdarsky 1 in 25 variant. 15 to $25. Not much of a price increase on this one, but there's definitely were a lot of copies sold after the Oscars fiasco. So a slap for a slap. Huh. Secret Diary of Eerie Adventures from Varios. A 5.5 sold this week for $8,400, about four times the prior all-time high in any grade for this book. I guess when you're dead, it doesn't matter. But that book is really close to that flame. Dad rule number 13, keep flammable items away from flames. I wonder how old this is. It's a 25 center. It's so, yeah, 25 center. So it's not that old unless maybe it was like an oversized, overpriced book from 10 cent days. I, I don't know. 8,400 <laughs> seems high for this cover. I'm not, yeah. I, don't, I don't see it. <laughs> Again, so, our jobs so you are were hard. Not the buyer. I would not have thought that, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one to search. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. All right. It is time for the Sneakity Peek. That's right. Of course, Sneak Peek at next week. Drew and I are going to see what's coming out this coming Tuesday and Wednesday and tell you what you got to have. Uh, you want to start with our good DC friends yes. at Lunar Distributions for that. our new releases uh, for the 5th? No. Yeah, the 5th? Yeah, the 5th. Yes, yeah, the 5th. A lot of comic tags being sold by Lunar. Yeah. Batman 122, we've got a Del Auto variant. We're reissuing awesome. Death Metal. Dark Knight's Death Metal with soundtracks special edition. I don't understand that. Earth Prime number one gets some interesting covers. Uh, Guilt number one from was that Ahoy Comics? Yeah, Ahoy Comics. Guilt number one by Alyssa Quitney and Morissette. Mm. Looks kind of good. One Star Squadron is almost finished up with fifth of sixth. It's been fun. There's Third Wave, which the surfing, you were mm-hmm. you were into that for some reason. I thought it looked kind of neat. <laughs> we'll see what we got with number two here. Yeah. I was surprised. Not much from DC this time around. It's catching my eye. Let's take a look at image, see if there's anything that pops out. Getting uh, issue 19 from Firepower. Feels delayed to me. Not sure if it is. Feels a little delayed. Uh, Little Monsters number two is coming out. That first issue was great. Um, it's, it's Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen, so the Descender guys. 
Ah. But I really like that first issue a lot. Loaded Bible blood of my blood. Crazy covers there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of covers, too. Nothing that looks like it will get banned, though, so. <laughs> now, that one, yeah, definitely cover D's. Not going to do one. Not going to make the rounds, probably. Mm-hmm. Talk about phoning it in, Dark Horse. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, give us Apache Billet Resurface, which has been pretty good. That's the final mm-hmm. issue of that. I'm looking forward to that. See how that tidies up. If you're going to phone it in with one, that's the one to do. Yeah. Nothing from IDW. That Black Widow was one of our picks from FOC mm-hmm. time. We like that uh, bloody back yep. cover that J. Scott Campbell. And again, did not understand the window shades variant. <laughs> but that's a good Momoko, too. Yeah. All the Black Widows are nice. We're getting a spoiler variant for Devil's Reign number six. And that. Um, Event finishes up. Well, probably doesn't finish up. I think there's an Omega. I was going to say, we saw there's a, yeah. there's a breakdown of it that goes for like three months afterwards. Breaks down for me. There you go. That finishes up. Um, and then uh, Moon Knight number 10 gets a couple, yeah. couple of cool covers. Very cool. And a Legacy Complete Collection Trade Paperback, which is collecting the last series before this one, the, the tail end of it. Class 12. We talked a little bit about Spider Punk number one here coming out. We got a few different covers of this. Yeah, I think I'm kind of a fan of this. I think I want to like it. But I only like cover A. I don't like any of the other covers. <laughs> Thing finishes up. Six of six. That's been a weird one. Strange book. And then X Men Red starts. Uh. Anything jump out at you on any of those covers? That Momoko or anything? What was it? The Momoko cover for X-Men Red or any of their covers for the first Maybe issue. Me, but yeah. yeah, it's not really doing anything for me. I was just looking at this couple of these Bounty Hunters covers for Star Wars. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, they look good too. Dynamite continuing to do Dynamite projects. Project Superpowers is something slightly different from Dynamite. Yeah, they they had that a, a they did a quarter issue when they launched mm-hmm. it last time. Uh, but yeah, there's even a Liefeld cover. Yep. This time around, uh, Boom giving us Alice Ever After, which uh, we had thought might do something, and our back half stuff. That's a Zenoscope Bell War of Giants one shot. Hmm. Black Star Line from Advent Comics. Black Star Line is a new ongoing title that focuses on and celebrates the African-American characters of the African diasopra within the Advent Comics universe. I'm not as familiar Uh with the Advent Comics universe as possible, but maybe there's something there. Nope, yeah, I'm not either. Gun Honey's given us uh, one through four issues, one through four photo pack. Of all the cosplayers, that's kind of neat. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, AWA is going to give us something called Joneses, number one, by Michael Moresi and Alessandro Vitti. This is coming out of the Resistance book. It's like a uh, spinoff. Okay. It's kind of cool. So usually that means no no spec value, right? Since it's already existed. That is, they, I was going to say, normally it's you're not getting any first. But lately, we've been finding value in first solo series, first yeah, team you're up right. series, first this, that, and the other series. You're right. Uh, from Behemoth, we have Stargirl number one. Enter the world of Stargirl, S-T-R-G-R-L, created by the award-winning Lucas Mendonca. The cosmic organization known as Stargirl no longer exists. Maybe something there. Might want to jump in while I can. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Tonic High. Looks kind of interesting from Advent. Got Oceans Will Take Us from Aftershock by Rich Duick and Carlos Oliveras. That looks kind of interesting. I like that look to it. Um, and then... Uh, the Red Room Trigger Warnings number two, I believe. Is that the one that was pulled? That's why there's only one cover here, because it, mm. it had the mouse cover Yeah, that got pulled. Yep, that sounds Does right. Does that mean anything for this being under Not order? For this, no. No. Yeah, man. Tough, tough, tough calls. So many borderliners to me how have we Nobody done got... with um awa and aftershock we really haven't cashed in much have there's we? been some really great reads but we haven't seen uh anything moving a ton in the secondary market yeah yeah i think yeah i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna take a flyer on either one of those i'm gonna go chalk probably with a spider punk number one his first solo cover series hold that yeah. for a while and see what happens yeah see if anything else comes out of that universe yeah i liked that black widow 15 as well but i don't know if anything's gonna pop from there Did i take yours you weren't gonna go with spider punk were you I definitely had that one written down, but I'm just trying to figure out if any of these back half books are worth a pop or not. Yeah, like you said, you know, the, the Aftershocks and the AWAs, always good reads. And yeah. they might give options eventually and just hold them. I just don't know enough about the Stargirl to, to pop on that one. It's a tough one for me. Yeah. Not We've never not there. had a pick. Yeah, we <laughs> even when it's been like the Wednesday after Christmas, and or the Wednesday of Christmas, and there's been like four things we've had, mm -hmm. we've had to make picks. Yeah, it's just a matter of what in the you know. There's some neat second prints, but nothing that sounds real great. Black Star Online to do that, huh? They just throw out a Star Wars for no reason. Yeah, you could do two Star Wars, an FOC, and a... Yeah. Marauders is neat, but I don't think there's anything there that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Oh, God. You didn't take this long to name your kids. This is very true. That was easy. 
and I don't know that I care about Lego Ninjago <laughs> in its first iteration for through Image, but maybe uh, let's do Lego Ninjago. Where is this through it? So so Image Comics. Okay. Is, they have the Lego franchise, and they're doing their the Ninjago number one. Okay. Uh, I like the cover B on that one. We have A, B, and C, and you're going with the B. Yep. So that's kind of their first foray into licensed properties. Okay. Um, and is that wh- what drew you to this? Um, it. I think so. Normally, you don't think there's much of a uh, an all agey or kids audience in image for a lot. Right. This might be the foray that we're looking for as far as okay getting an all agey thing in image comics. All right. That's cool. Give it a shot. See yeah, what we can definitely. find there. And, you know, the Lego movies have been great, so maybe this will continue to have some of that coolness to exactly. it. Exactly. So who knows? Well, thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself through our sneak peek at next week. Um, head on over to Patreon, search Comics for Fun and Profit. Uh, be part of all of our Slack conversations. Get some of our new stuff early. Get our exclusive content. Um, all that fun stuff. Be part of the program, part of the conversation, part of all the fun as well. Ad-free content now. Ad-free content. <laughs> That's true. Yep, yep. Ad-free content. Only at, only at Patreon. That's awesome. I forgot to add that. Uh, For Drew and for myself, see ya.